Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital partners. You're on those platforms. You can take the show with you anywhere. It's a free download for your smartphone or tablet. Uh, also, you can listen to the podcast there because our podcast is everywhere. 
Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. On the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com. And, of course, uh, don't forget about our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, we had June Young of CrestedSports.com and, of course, right here at 106.1 FM, also voice of the UNO Privateers. Uh, we covered it all, Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, um, all that on the show tonight. Uh, so if you missed us at uh, 1 o'clock tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLATV2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock, LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms this evening. It's, it's already up on the WLATV YouTube page. You can check it out there. Again, that is the um, award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, make sure you're checking us out uh, again um, uh, uh, tonight on um, on WLAE TV and um, of course WLAE TV two um, on the program today uh, we've got Gary Smith joining us at um, four fifteen from uh, NOLA.com and the Wave Report uh, Jordy Collada the Jordy Collada show will join us at four thirty five uh, Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints podcast CrestedSports.com and also Saints Wire will jump on at five fifteen and then um, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports will join us at 535. So, got a full show for you today. Uh, looking forward to those guys jumping on the program. Of course, Gary will talk a lot about what's going on with the Wave, uh, Tulane, and, of course, uh, LSU had what was, was supposed to be billed as a scrimmage, but we'll find out uh, from Jordy what they saw today uh, up in Baton Rouge, but it was wide open for the media to be able to stay for the entire practice, which was good and unprecedented because it hasn't happened in decades. <laughs> at least it feels like decades. Ross Jackson was back out at uh, Saints practice today, practice number 14. And uh, he'll give us an update on the New Orleans Saints, what he's seen, again, leading into uh, the uh, preseason game at Houston on Saturday night. And then, of course, Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. We'll, we'll talk um, uh, Saints and Pelicans with him. Uh, so a full show for you this afternoon. Brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of our locally owned and operated restaurants like Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All locally owned and operated. All are ready for you to be able to come in and dine uh, at Oceana. you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, at uh, Mambo's Old New Orleans Cookery and also Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. It's lunch and dinner. Uh, all restaurants are open late. And uh, don't forget about the hideout bar where you can also have some great food as well as some great cocktails and always live music there as well. But uh, they're open late. And, and it's, it's kind of it, it's strange to say in New Orleans has been a 24-hour town for from at least most of my life. That again, that post-Katrina and then post-pandemic, it's hard to find something to eat after 9 o'clock around this town. And, uh, you know, again, um, you're looking at the Oceana family of restaurants, in some cases open till 1 a.m. in the quarter, uh, you know, open till at least 11, 11, 11.30 in, in, in Metairie. So, uh, again, if you're thinking uh, late, 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 not late bites, uh, think about um, uh, the Oceana family of restaurants. And, of course, this half hour is brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery. What a great place to be able to go hang out. First of all, lunch and dinner seven days a week. 205 Bourbon Street is the address, uh, right next to Galatoire's. Uh, hey, while well, you're waiting for that fantastic uh, um, uh, entree to come uh, to your uh, table, how about, again, an extraordinary cocktail? Well, again, one of New Orleans' best mixologists. Cajun Creole cuisine is on the menu, but, again, so much more to that menu. Uh, and, of course, beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You can sit right up, uh, check out all the craziness there. Maybe you prefer, again, a little quiet spot. How about, again, their um, uh, 
authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Of course, there is a bar on the first floor as well. Second floor, not one, but two, again, Bourbon Street balconies on the second and third floor. They have adjoining private rooms and a private restroom and a private bar to go with that. They use that for overflow on days where, again, they're very, very busy. But, again, you can, you can rent that out for your next event. And believe me, they will make that event a success. And you got Bourbon Street balconies to boot. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Think of talking about a, a great experience, especially for folks that are from out of town. So, again, whether it's uh, uh, you're bringing out your friends out, maybe family, maybe trying to close that deal, maybe it's date night. Think Old New Orleans Cookery. For more information, it's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And I've said it before, the Bader brothers have done such a great job in this town, uh, taking over restaurants that were failing, taking over, again, businesses that were, that were nuisances, much like, again, what they did with Mambo's. Uh, where they go in and they take this decrepit strip club that was, that was causing nothing but problems on Bourbon Street for, for, for decades, okay? I mean, uh, getting closed down constantly, prostitution, drug dealing, the whole thing, everything you don't want on Bourbon Street was happening out of that building. And the Bader brothers go in and they completely do a teardown, uh, completely renovate the entire inside, and, and they come up with, with a, I'm telling you right now, is the most beautiful uh, restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, you know, and it's not something that's unusual for them. It's something that, again, they've done over and over again. Uh, and, and they don't get enough credit for it in our city. I'll say it right now. They don't get enough credit for what they've been able to do in terms of rescuing uh, restaurants that were, that were dying or, again, uh, bringing buildings back into commerce. So uh, proud to have them as our, uh, as our Thursday sponsor. And, again, again don't forget, uh, it's late and you're with friends or family. You're going, man, where, where can we get something to eat? Think about the Oceana family of restaurants. And wait, you know what's the easy way? Go to ericasher.com. Just click on the icon for Oceana, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby A. Bears. Uh, and, of course, you'll be able to, uh, it'll take you right to the website. You can check out the menus. And uh, also uh, have an opportunity to um, uh, maybe per- peruse uh, some of the, uh, you know, cocktails, et cetera, and get you ready for whatever you're going to, you're going to dine on that night. All right. It's, it's time to talk some Tulane. And uh, we can actually, again, football's. Rolling. We got uh, preseason football this this weekend. There will be uh, scrimmages, obviously, in the college game, and of course, the Greenies are are are, um, are working out now. And to break it down for us, uh, again, when you want to talk about the uh, the Tulane Green Wave, I don't care what sport it is, and, and you want to be the first to know, uh, the Wave Report is the way to go. Uh, again, uh, uh, when you look at Gary Smith and and the great work he does for the Townspeakune, Noel.com, etc. Uh, you're getting that firsthand, and again, in a little bit more depth and detail uh, over at the Wave Report. So, again, I know there are a lot of Tulane fans out there that, again, look forward to this segment every week with Gary. Subscribe to his, to his website. You'll be happy you did. Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being with us, as always. How are you doing yeah, today? Pretty good. I was getting a little nervous because Tulane moved their practice to the afternoon at uh, the Saints Indoor Facility, and they just got back on campus at 4. I was going to have to bail on them for interviews <laughs> to do your show, oh. but I got it. I, I finished talking with Willie Fritz just a couple minutes ago, so, so well, it, it worked out Why don't you tell perfectly. the – <laughs> well, I'm glad it did because I, yeah. I would have known. Uh, look, I would have understood if you would have bailed on us to get the interviews. Yeah. That's more important. But um, what did Willie's have to say today? Yeah, well, they yeah, he loves he loves practicing indoors at the Saints facility. I'm not. I think the players like it. I'm not sure they love the bus ride back and forth each way. But um, he 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 always feels like they have a, a an, you know it's indoors, it's air conditioned. The weather's not that hot this year compared to any other year, but it's still hot. So it's always a nice relief to to be practicing indoors and in air conditioning. He said it was a very spirited uh, practice. They're what they they were getting ready for their scrimmage on on Saturday. They're they're not um they're not they're, they're not practicing tomorrow to give them a little more rest. They're having their first scrimmage of the fall 
uh, on Saturday, and and he, and and Willie Fritz said earlier in the week that's going to basically that's a, that's some guy's last chance to uh to to, to get into the playing rotation because they're going to start they're going to start limiting the reps to the top top one and two guys at each position. Start preparing for the season um, once they review the film of the of the scrimmage tomorrow on on Saturday. So it's going to be it's going to be a really telling scrimmage for a lot of guys, and it's um, at 9 a.m. at a Yalman Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, and, and and those are all again you you mm-hmm. really get a, a real feel. For what yep. the team has when you when you see these scrimmages as opposed to mm-hmm. a controlled practice session. So again, yeah. I, I can't wait to be able to talk to you next week to be able to again find out more about again how how Tulane looks. Um, was talking about today on on uh, on the TV show with Jude Young, um, the the depth of of the running back position at, at, mm-hmm. at Tulane right now with really quality backs. I mean, you can have some depth, yeah. but this is quality depth. Yeah. It is. I mean, we talked to Ashad Clayton earlier this week, although now he's going by Shoddy, the Warren Easton product, who uh, had a, just a sensational high school uh, uh, career for that New Orleans school. Um, and he was talking about how he, he's, he's he feels like he's a surefire guy to be in the NFL. You know, a lot of players think that, but he has a lot of ability. He's a six six foot, two hundred three pound guy. The thing is, is he's not even guaranteed to be second string on this team because uh, Ty J Spears is going to be the starter. That that's for sure, as long as he's healthy. Um, and and there's two other quality backs. Cam Carroll's had over, I mean, two thousand yards rushing in his Tulane career, or close to that. Eighteen touchdowns was among the nation's leaders in touchdowns two years ago. Um, and Ernest Celestine um, is. From Fontainebleau is a talented running back too. Um, he hadn't gotten a lot of reps in, in games to this point, but so they've got four running backs that I believe you could win with in the American Athletic Conference, and, and one running back that you could win with anywhere, anytime, and, and Ty J Spears. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that shapes out with, with, with the carries, and, and those guys are all going to be they, – they need to press early. Let's put it that way in, in, in the early season games because that's going to determine which one of those guys is, is, getting, is getting the carries down the road. But, but it is it's a um, really talented group. Gary, you wrote about it this week, and, and actually, again, it was another topic that we talked about today. Um, and, 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 again, the, the struggles that the wide receivers had last mm-hmm. year catching the football, you seem yeah. to be impressed thus far. Yeah, I mean, if you'd ask me, in fact, you did ask me before spring, I mean, before fall, what were, what were the areas I was most concerned with? And I said wide receiver was right at the top of the list. That's no longer the case. Obviously, these guys have to do it in games. But I'd say that they've got nine scholarship wide receivers. Um, I'd say that at least eight of the nine are playing better than anybody on the team played last year, except for um, except for Shea Wyatt, the, the transfer from Central Missouri, who had a solid year. For whatever reason, their wide receivers just all played poorly last year, except for for Shea Wyatt. Just for a lot of different reasons, some of them that got affected by Hurricane Ida. Um, just just other factors. They they just didn't play well. It's, it's straight up. They they were not. Willie Fritz loves to talk about recruiting Division One caliber players. Those guys didn't look like Division One caliber players last year. They do this year. I think one of the factors they have a they have a new wide receiver coach and John McNamara, who was a head coach in Division Two last the last two years, was the offensive coordinator at Central Missouri. His teams were among the nation's leader in offenses. Um, he was the offensive coordinator for their head coach. He's now the offensive coordinator at Tulane in in, in uh and Jim Sabota, um, and, and he's, he's got these guys playing really well. Jaquan Jackson looks like the old Jaquan Jackson. Deuce Watts and, and, and his twin brother, Fat Watts, have been making plays. The, the 
Lawrence Keys, the Notre Dame transfer. He looked now. Now I understand why he went to Notre Dame and was a big time recruit out of New Orleans. He's looked terrific <laughs> in, in, in preseason practice. Day Day McGoogle, the Maryland transfer, who was a teammate of of Michael Pratt in high school, he's looked outstanding. Um, you know, again, they got to prove it in games. Um, but this, I, I, it's light years. It's night and day. Whatever cliche you want to use for how much better these guys look than they did last fall. You know, you mentioned the uh, the recruit. Uh, is it is it Smolik? Is that the yeah, guy you're talking about a few Smolik. weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. And and, and again, you know, the uh, all, yeah. all the press clippings he's bringing to the table uh, for Tulane. If he ultimately again, uh, you know, signs and and comes to school, uh, I, I'd be at him. I came out of out of uh, out of school looking like he was going to be a, a top quarterback. Uh, he sat behind Michael Pratt all this time, injured last year when he maybe could have had a chance to be able to play. How's he looking along with Pratt? And is this a guy you think is going to stick, or do you think he's a guy that's, that's destined for the transfer portal? Uh, I'm not sure yet, but but one one thing before that, actually, this morning, Jackson Smolik did decommit from 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 Tulane. He started. Oh, he did. Interest. Wow. He did. He started receiving. I I retweeted. I'm going to have a note on it today. He, he, he Notre Dame is really interested in him now. Now, you know, there was one fan on my Twitter saying he's a bum, all this kind of stuff. I hate it when people talk like that because you know when when hey, look, he committed to Tulane. There were no none of these other schools were were interested in him. And yeah, you could say you shouldn't commit that early, but he didn't have any idea how he was going to blow up at this. point. And, and and also, and this is not a shot at Tulane at all, but recruiting is a two-way street. Frequently, if a guy doesn't have a good year after committing, that commitment goes away. I mean, that, that offer goes away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see a guy saying he's decommitting from a program. He didn't decommit from the program. The program decommitted from him. So that that's just the way it works. But, yeah, so that, that's, that's, it's, a, it's a blow for sure for, for Tulane, but, but at least he did it real but early. But you said that a couple weeks ago. To look for somebody you mentioned else. that again, um, that he was blowing up, and there would be a chance yeah. that, again, a lot of yeah. major schools would start looking his yeah. way and that it might be tough to hold on to him. Yeah, I, I thought it would be, and then, you know, and, and it's really, I mean, again, he's only played four games. <laughs> he had injury, he was the backup um, his, his sophomore year, and last year he he, he, um, he had an injury and he only played four games. So Tulane, it, it tells you Tulane's evaluation system is pretty good, though. They, they, they identified this guy as a guy that they could win with before anybody else identified him as, as somebody they could win with. So you got to be encouraged on, on that front. These guys, it's, a, it's a basically almost a totally new offensive staff. They clearly know what they're doing when, when, when they look at players on the IBETA question he's been up and down in preseason which is kind of understandable this is a guy um, who tore his labrum against Morgan State last year didn't you know wasn't able to throw the rest of last year really didn't do a whole lot in in, in spring nothing in, in live drills so he's a little rusty you can see the arm talent every time he's out there. Just a, a little, just a little too inconsistent. Throws it up for grabs more than the other quarterbacks. He's in a battle right now um, with Kai Horton um, for the for the backup job. Um, yeah, I, I feel I, I think Ibietta has the bigger upside of the two. It kind of depends on what the coaches value more. Um, Kai Horton takes the plays that are available um, right now. Ibietta has just been a little too scattershot at this point, but he, he's still wiping the rust off after so much time off. So let, let's see what happens. Let's see if he. Can, if he can win that number two job first to see what it, and then I'll have a better read on what his, what his future is down the road for the wave. How are you feeling about that offensive line? That I don't I, I don't really have an opinion on it yet because I'm not very good at watching practice where they're not actually allowing tackling to get a good judge right. on these guys. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll know better if it's hey if it doesn't it's rained every morning. If it rains they'll probably move it to the Saints and I won't get to watch it. But if they but if it doesn't rain and I get to see the scrimmage I'll have a 
a better you know, a better view for you on that. That is to right. me now with wide receivers off the list. Wide, offensive line is the biggest concern going into the year, particularly both both guard spots. I think they're pretty set. I think Joey Claybrook's going to have a bounce back year at, at, at tackle. Um, I. I I actually think Rashad Green, who played a pretty good last year, um, will will be better after after a year of experience. And, and sincere Hainsworth is terrific at center. It's the two guard spots to me that are that are the that are the, the big worry. This week they've had Prince Pines at first team. I'm a, he, he, he's a transfer. He was at Baylor at one time at Sam Houston State. He weighs three, over 350 pounds. I'm always I'm not a big fan of the guys that aren't. He, he's he's a huge guy. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. But he he needs to. I, I think he needs to lose a little weight to be as effective as as as, as he needs to be. And uh, then they had Josh Rimitich at the other guard. He got injured. He'll he'll be back. It wasn't a serious injury. And they've got Trey Tuggle there. Those were two guys that played a lot two years ago as freshmen. They didn't play great, but they showed a lot of potential that year. But but you know, neither one of them played well last year, and 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 or, or were healthy for for long since. So I, I think that's the key. The offensive line is the key. They have to protect better, and they really got to run block better better too. I mean, Ty J Spears made him look awfully good against Memphis in the last game of the regular season last year, but for most of the year, the holes just weren't there. Two inch rushing numbers were way below any other year in the Willie Fritz era, and that's the number one area to me that has to get better for this team to get where it wants to go. You mentioned again they haven't really been hitting or tackling, but let me ask the question: just based on what you've seen, how, what are your thoughts on the defense? Yeah, again, again, I think the, the key one: they're talented. I mean, they've got a lot of. They should have been a lot better than they were last year. Um, that, I think that was the whole, the whole Ida situation, having a really tough schedule, getting embarrassed by Ole Miss, losing Nick Anderson to an injury that really affected him for the for the rest of the season, um, really hurt those guys. They did improve at the end of the year, um, but uh, I think the key is the secondary. Did a story on the secondary earlier this week. I'd forgotten how bad they were last year statistically. Um, there are 130 teams in Division One. They finished 100. 20th in yards passing yards allowed and, and let me tell you that was accurate <laughs> they finished 115th in passing efficiency defense and and even and when they you know when they had a team in third and 15 you could almost count on the team making a 15 yard completion <laughs> for for a first down that area has to get better um they've they've, they've got and and that's the area i, I think they're i think they're going to be really good on the defensive line i think they're really going to be excellent at linebacker it's, it's it's the secondary that's the key um and yeah there's a bunch of guys that have a chance to be good but i can't tell you i'm sure Okay, let's make one exception. Jaden Kennedy, who was a starting nickelback last year as a freshman, had a good year. He's moved to cornerback. They can count on him. He's going to have a good year. The other guys could have good years. Macon Clark has done some good things. He led the team in tackles last year. Um, Larry Brooks had, was injured most of last year, had a really good year two years ago. But none of those guys have been consistent performers, and there's a reason Tulane's numbers have been so bad um, in, in past defense, and there's a reason Tulane had a new defensive coordinator last year because of those problems in, in the past. And to me, that's the area that's going to determine how good this defense is because I think they're going to get the pressure you need um, to be successful on quarterbacks. I think their run defense is going to be solid. It's going to be right. all up to be, are they going to be good enough? Are they going to be able to cover in man-to-man against the elite teams that they play on their schedule in the conference, the Houstons, the Memphises, those receivers, um, UC and uh, and and can they and can they can they get off the field on third downs because that's really where they've struggled the last couple of years is, is, is getting off the field in, in situations that are favorable to the defense. It's funny you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think we brought it up again last week about the kicking situation. I actually yeah. heard an interview this week with Willie Fritz, him discussing it as well. How mm-hmm. critical it is again to be able to find a kicker that can that can um, yeah. uh, can can kick the football between the uprights and how that mm-hmm. affects the offense. Um, was it Ambrosio? Uh, yeah, 
Valentino Ambrosio, Rutgers transfer. They, they, uh, again, there's no guarantee he's going to be great for them, but but his track record's pretty good. He went, he was, he was a former soccer player. Um, went to, he wanted, he wanted to go pro as a soccer player out of high school. That, that didn't pan out. Um, so he ended up at Fairleigh Dickinson on a soccer scholarship, transferred to Rutgers for a year on a soccer scholarship. And then after that season ends, soccer season's in the fall, he walked onto the football team. Greg Shiano's the Rutgers coach, gave him a chance. He won the job and he was their starting kicker the last year. He made 21 out of 27 field goals, including a field goal as time was running out with the clock ticking below two seconds before the snap against Maryland to send it to overtime his first year and then kicking in the winner in overtime. So he's made kicks under pressure. He did this one that would have beaten Michigan that same year from 45 yards after they played for the field goal. Um, Michigan had missed a field goal on their opening possession of overtime. So he hadn't been perfect, but 21 for 27, basically Tulane doesn't have a kicker. He's proven he can make any kick, period. So that. You know they they're saying all the right things that it's an open competition um, that whoever kicks best is going to win the job. But I'll be shocked if Ambrosio isn't the kicker at the start of the year. And I I don't know whether he's going to be successful, but he's the first mm-hmm. kicker in a while that I felt like had a chance to be successful. So that that that's a that's a plus because you, you Tulane doesn't have enough margin for error to win if they don't have a kicker that can make a dang 26 yard field goal from the middle of the field like yeah, what happened right. in their loss to Tulsa last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's it's been it's been kind of a theme. Uh, yeah, unfortunately for the Greenies. And, and last question, and I didn't even know this till Jude brought this up on on the radio on the TV show today. Uh, the the men's basketball team is in Costa Rica along with UNO. Uh, yeah, same same exact time. How bizarre is that? Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is crazy. Um, apparently, and, and Tulane they they went Tulane UNO's playing five games over there. Mm-hmm. Tulane's playing just played two games. Um, Smash! I can't imagine the competition was very good, but it was encouraging. Just balanced scoring in both games. Jalen Cook who was injured at the end of last year, picked up where he left off. I think he had 19 points in the first 11 minutes of the, the first exhibition game. Their, their Georgetown transfer, Colin Holloway, he's going to be their fifth starter. They needed one more good player in their starting lineup. He had good games in both of their exhibitions. Um, they, they had another transfer from, from Washington State who played well. They, they, had, they had balanced scoring. Um, and and yeah, I don't, I don't, you can't glean a whole lot out of two exhibition games in, in, in Costa Rica. But I really do think this is going to be an explosive basketball team they're very confident this is again this is a team ron hunter talks big but this time he 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 has the players to back it up and they they really do think they can make the ncaa tournament this year and since the team they haven't the last time they made the nit was 2000 and they haven't sniffed the ncaa tournament since that since the perry clark era so um it it would be sweet for this for for the for the program and for Tulane fans if they can put themselves in that position I'm just thinking the wave and the privateers might want to play each other now. Since yeah, you, yeah. Well, year, right? we, we've mean, covered that already. I don't get started on that one again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know that. Right, that's the closest they're going to come to each other. They're, they're exactly. in the same city, and, and, and Costa Rica is probably the closest they're going to come. It's <laughs> just amazing. First thing I thought of when I'm, I'm sitting on the day of something, yeah. we're doing the show, and I'm going, "Well, I'm going to let it go." But, but I, I said, "I'll bring it up with Gary today." Well, they can play again. They can play this week. You know, yeah, it wouldn't be a big yeah. deal. They get it done, yeah. no doubt. Always a pleasure to have you each and every week. Really great, great um, uh, information on the, on the wave. And, of course, during, during basketball season and baseball season on UNO as well. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, what you got coming up for us online and in the paper. 
Sure, daily daily practice reports. Obviously, not one today. Um, practice at the Saints indoors. Hey, they, they were letting me go to those practices before COVID hit for a couple of years, but now after COVID, I'm surprised back that the, they wouldn't bring you along. Yeah, those I am. are off limits. Um, Saints, I think they're back. That, that used to be that for a long time. That was the Saints policy, but that they actually had 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 lightened it for a couple of years there. So nothing today. But the first seven practices, full practice reports, gotten great reviews from them from from fans. There's no, I mean, they're, they're, I spend a lot of time on them, a lot of detail on them. Nothing that the coaches would get upset about <laughs> no, no no specifics that, that that actually that opponents could use but just who's playing well who's doing that that kind of stuff you're not going to get that sure. anywhere else um, there's no space no in any paper for the type of detail that and, I put and, on and a real report. depth chart right because yeah, again, real, yeah. the hardest thing to find is a two-lane yeah. depth chart i yeah. swear yeah i i just why I, I write that down when i'm at practice and again they after it's really going to matter after the scrimmage because the coaches have claimed that that they you know they're they're that, a lot of right now, guys are just battling for positions. Doesn't matter whether they're first or second team. But yeah, I've been first, second, and third team offensive lines. I've written about just about every day from from, from mm-hmm. practice. I just sit there and, and see who they are. And 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 honestly, they haven't changed that much. So I'm pretty. If you're reading the depth chart information that I'm giving you, um, I, I I'm pretty sure it's Zach. It, it, it's it's going to be pretty reflective of what they end up with. No doubt. Thank you, my friend. We'll check in with you next week, as always. Gary Smith, again, of the Wave Report, Noel.com, the Times-Picayune, at Gary Smith on Twitter. Have a great week, bud. Thanks for having me on. You too. Always. Uh, Jordy Collada is next. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If your AC breaks down, man, I'm telling you what, nothing worse than the summertime they have the AC breakdown on you. Call Burkhardt. They have after-hours service with, again, a Burkhardt uh, employee answering the phone and dispatching a Burkhardt uh, truck and, of course, Nate certified technician out to your home. Uh, during regular hours, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. Coming to your home or your business, only doing the work that's necessary. And, yes, folks, again, truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Get out there and enjoy a meal or a great cocktail in one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau. The West Baton Rouge Convention and Visitors Bureau presents Oldies But Goodies Fest, September 10th and 11th. Festival includes a barbecue cook-off, classic car show, live music, and more. Sponsored by Placid Refining and Bearcom Communications. Visit louisianatravel.com to plan your trip today. Tenny's Bar, your delays are steady from just past City Park to Orleans. Also look out for delays on 10 Westbound at Clearview. In the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection on the eastbound side with delays steady from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also look out for, for accidents, Elysian Fields at Abundance. Also accident, Tulane Avenue at South Scott and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. 
answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about my friends at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Hey, come on in and, again, check out their mouth-watering menu. Uh, again, a place where you can go and uh, check out all the games, 30-plus TV screens. You'll never miss a play. Even, again, TVs in the restroom. So I tell you, you'll never miss a play. And then, of course, amazing cocktails, an incredible beer selection for you. Uh, and then, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. If you walk through Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, you will see memorabilia that is one of a kind. Okay? A lot of it, again, with a Louisiana um, uh, flair to it. But again, that's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. You go to BobbyAbears.com to be able to um, uh, check out the entire menu. Find out, again, um, uh, maybe, again, you're planning on doing an event. Uh, reach out to them, again, at uh, BobbyAbears.com or call the restaurant. Open seven days a week uh, at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa for lunch and dinner. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Remember, open late. Looking for a late-night place to eat. Again, Bobby Bears is open late every single night, every single night. All right. Um, thanks to Gary Smith for joining us, talking wave. We now go up to Baton Rouge, our good friend Jordy Collada, Jordy Collada Show, which is, I'm just telling you, on fire. 
I mean, if you ever see, see those emojis with the fire going, that, that, that's the Jordy Collada show right now, okay? Uh, just back-to-back top LSU um, uh, recruits uh, that have committed on his show. Uh, his show is, again, uh, uh, out on the digital platform on YouTube uh, that is just tearing it up, not just in Baton Rouge, but across Louisiana. Uh, he's got some of the best guests you can get, great, um, uh, com- great commentary as well as, again, a lot of fun. And, uh, and, of course, a very big social media presence. So you can check the show, again, on YouTube anytime you want. But throughout the day, be checking in on Jordy's, um, uh, on Jordy's uh, social media platforms because you're getting a little tidbits of, of the show throughout the day as well. And he joins us on the program today. Fresh off again, a, a, another big hit last night. Uh, and he'll tell you about it as, as we start. Jordy, welcome back to the show. Uh, congratulations, my friend. Hey, great to be back. Thank you as always, my friend. Last night it was Ricky Collins. Uh, talk a little bit about Ricky Collins committing to LSU on, on the Jordy Collada show. Four-star quarterback, E. This class picks up a quarterback, and this recruiting class has been on fire, man. I mean, look, we talked about it early on in the summer about – you know, where, where's the interaction and, and where's the commitment from uh, the local kids and, and, and what's the attention level from LSU staff on the state of Louisiana? And they were doing a really good job outside of the state, but here of late they have been on a flurry. It started on Saturday with Shelton Sampson, the Catholic High wide receiver, five-star wide receiver, one of the top wide receivers and players in the country. And then last night, Ricky Collins, the four-star quarterback who had been committed for uh, to Purdue for a while and decommitted a couple of weeks back and LSU had really turned up the heat on him over the last couple of months and uh, LSU was able to put the quarterback in the class for this class of 23 and it'll, it looks like it'll keep moving on Saturday Kylan Jackson who's a safety down here at Zachary uh, is, has called his announcement for 3.30 Saturday afternoon we'll be in the gym with Kylan at, at Zachary High School as he makes his announcement it looks like LSU is going to beat out Tennessee at Texas A&M uh, in that recruitment. So they're on fire right now. I'd imagine that they pick up the, the state's top offensive lineman. You know, they got big Tyree from down in New Orleans a couple of weeks back, and the Lance Hurd from Neville High School is going to make his announcement at some point before his senior season, and LSU seems to be trending as the, as the school there. So uh, this class could potentially be a, you know, a, a one, two, three class in the country if they get everybody left on the board that they're going after. It wasn't the first recruit to announce on, on, on your program. Um, Shelton Sampson did it last, uh, last Saturday, am I right? He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, and and he's, he's right here out of Baton Rouge. And look, this, he, we've talked about these guys, whether it was Arch Manning, Eli Holstein, Tackett Curtis, uh, Jaden Allsbury, guys that are from the state that just never felt like they were going to LSU. I don't think LSU really thought they had a chance with Arch. I never thought they believed that Eli Holstein or Jaden Allsbury was ever really going to come to LSU. They had to get Shelton Sampson. Shelton Sampson was a big play wide receiver. If you go down the list of the last 12 years of the guys that LSU has put into the NFL from the wide receiver standpoint, all of them are from the state of Louisiana. And they have to get the playmakers that are at that spot. They're proven that they can get them to the next level. And, you know, this guy like Shelton Sampson, I mean, he's just a he's a game-breaker, man. I mean, well, his recruitment really blew up two years ago, Eric. His, his head coach at the time, Gabe Partita, who's now on the Florida State staff, called a, a pro day, you know, because uh, during COVID, the players couldn't take official visits. Coaches weren't coming to campus. You know, players weren't going on campus for camps and they just they weren't getting noticed. Nobody was seeing these players. And um, Catholic High School hosted a pro day on their campus, put on by Coach Fertitta. He had dads helping out with video and had you know assistant coaches holding 
stopwatches and Shelton Sampson ran four three five four three six back to back and jumped forty one inches and about twenty minutes later, you know Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Texas, Texas, and everybody's offering him a scholarship as a sophomore and you know, his recruitment's just been on fire since then and he's a big playmaker, he's a must get and you know as we said LSU has proven to pump out pros at that position and Shelton Sampson feels like he's the next in line of a guy that you know set to have a big payday down uh, after he finishes up at LSU. Tell us about Ricky Collins. Obviously, they've got Walker Howard in the fold here. Uh, Collins seems to be like, a, isn't he a dual-threat type quarterback? For those that don't have a background on him, tell us a little bit about him. He's a pro-style guy. You know, he really has a – now, look, he, he, can, he can help you. He's a big-time athlete. He's a four-sport athlete. He ran right. track. He played that. basketball. Yeah. He played center field and leadoff batter for the baseball team. Um, I mean, he's, he's an electric – athlete there's a couple of videos of him on social media going in for some dunks and on the floor that are just you know give you an idea of the athleticism that you're dealing with and you know when you watch him play football his arm is electric he i mean it just jumps off he the ball jumps out of his hand he's got high velocity high spin and very accurate he actually went out to the elite 11 and this is when his recruitment really nationally i think picked up is when he went out to the elite 11 camp a couple of weeks back and he won the award for the most accurate quarterback out there now, I mean, look, this, this, this camp has a reputation of, of bringing the best of the best. I know Arch wasn't there, but, you know, Arch really sat out the camp circuit during high school, and, and they had everybody minus Arch at that camp. And, um, you know, I mean, look, Ricky Collins was the most accurate guy there. He was also tabbed as one of the top 11 prospects there. So he was an Elite 11 quarterback, and he's the district MVP the past two seasons down here in a 5-5A district that's extremely competitive. Um, and you know, I mean, he's a leader. He's a 3.5 GPA student. Uh, he's a very good representative for the city of Baton Rouge and Woodlawn high school. And, you know, ultimately when he gets to LSU, if you saw the broadcast last night, it really gives you an idea of, uh, of the, of the type of young dude that he is. I mean, he's, he's, he's very well thought out before he speaks. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, 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 when he, you know, you hear about him that he's a natural leader, and then you see him in the environment like he was last night. It very much makes sense. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of respect in the room between his peers, his teammates, his classmates, uh, and him. It was cool to see him in that environment off of the field last night. But you know, as far as you know, LSU in the quarterback position, he, this is three straight recruiting classes where you put an elite eleven quarterback into the class. Two of those guys are from South Louisiana. I mean, really, Garrett Nussmeyer was born in Lake Charles and grew up all right. over the country and sure. you know, settled in high school in Texas. But, I mean, Garrett Nussmeyer, Walker Howard, and now Ricky Collins, I've been covering the program for 12 years. I never can remember, or, you know, I mean, not even mm-hmm. not remember. I mean, it's never been like no, this from right. a recruiting standpoint where you've gone three successive classes with high-end quarterbacks. You know, at the same time, it's just it, it's really cool to see what that position and and what that room has turned into since Burrow left. Well, and, and again, let me just say, I, I did watch the video last night. Packed house. You did a great job, obviously, in emceeing that. And uh, really great gift for the Tigers with, again, Ricky Collins coming to LSU. 
No, it was, man. And look, it, and for this class, when you look at this class, it's been trending, and, and, and the stock you know, has really been shooting through the roof on LSU's recruiting class. And now to add the quarterback to the group really is just kind of the cherry on top. I mean, now that you've, you, you, you're really you know, attacking some areas of need, they should pick up a couple of more offensive linemen. They should pick up a couple of more defensive backs. But you know, to get that quarterback secured and, and, and to get a, a quality player like Collins um, yeah, big get. Just a just a really big get for for LSU and um, and this class and moving forward. I, I think that you know the way that they're trending right now, e with, with with the way that they're taking care of their needs. You could look up and this could easily be a top, you know, three, four, five class in the country when it's all said and done. Right now they're at six after last mm-hmm. night's news. It certainly looks like it's shaping up to be that. I'm not sure, again, you're like me. we got a lot to do every day. I'm not sure if you made it over to the practice day or, again, you just sent your, your, your crew out there. But either way, what are you hearing about, about what happened today? No, I went out there for 45 minutes. I, I needed to get out there and go see it for myself. We had seen you know, a lot of video and a lot of the stuff that were coming out of there. But I had a chance to go out there. And, look, man, w- one of the first things that jumps off is these young guys on the offensive line, Will Campbell and Emory Jones. They're, they're, these are two guys that are going to make instant impacts. Campbell's going to be starting play one, game one versus Florida State. Emory Jones might right, man, might be right next to him. But that offensive line is going to be competitive. They're, they're going to be young. Uh, they got playmakers all over the place on the outside. You know, Kayshawn really looks good as far as getting himself into shape in the offseason as a playmaker. And, you know, they got really good depth at wide receiver behind him. Um, you know, as far as the quarterback goes, Nussmeyer's hurt. I think Brian Kelly said it afterwards in the press conference. If he was good to go, he'd probably be running with the ones mainly. This has become a two quarterback race. He, it really is between Nussmeyer and Jaden Daniels. And obviously, Daniels has a little window here to make a jump if he can with, with Nussmeyer being down with the ankle injury. They expect him to be back early next week. But, you know, look, man, from Miles Brennan's standpoint, he, he just he's limited in, in, in his mobile ability and right. that is going to cost him the the opportunity to play he, he he can make all the throws and he's got a special arm and you know he's really a a, a, a special passer uh when it comes to throwing the football but you know in 2022 you got to have a playmaker at that position mm-hmm. and Nussmeyer and Daniels give you that option so it's becoming clear uh with the even the way that they divvy up the reps um that you know that's really the two that they're trying to figure out of who they want to go with. And, you know, I think at this point, you know, with, with, with Nussmeyer being shaken up and, you know, Daniel showing that he's, he's, he's really gotten more accurate out there and, and throwing the ball better than he was in spring. I think that this is going to be close coming down the stretch here. And I think that we won't find out who the starting quarterback is probably until game week, Thursday, Friday of game week, just to not, not, not as much as the politics of it, but just give Nussmeyer an opportunity to really, catch back up, get this thing truly competitive, and you know, kind of see who, who, who it shakes out with. Future of Miles Brennan, then, if you think he's out of the mix here. Yeah, you know what? I think that he does transfer. I think that the, you know, at this point in his, his football life, it really is just about playing. You know, I mean, he's, he's dealt with so many, so much adversity uh, when, when it comes to you know, just the game and, and, and off the field and trying to get on the field. I just believe that you know, he, he, he wants an opportunity to play. You know, I mean, I think we, we, we saw him when he jumped in the portal from, uh, you know, before Brian Kelly was announced and Kelly went back and got him and brought him back. And, you know, I think that he, Kelly told him that this was a possible scenario. I think even Brent, Brennan had to know that with Nussmeyer still on the roster and, and seeing him every day last year in practice. 
Um, but I, I think it's about playing, you know, I, I really do. And it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, late in August that Miles Brennan, you know, notified the, 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 the team that he would probably be trying to serve somewhere else. I know that Southern Miss, uh, you know, was kind of the odds on favorite when he was leaning, leaving and in the portal last time. Um, you know, I don't know the rules on, on whether or not he can recruit, you know, whether he can transfer again, but I, I do imagine it'd be very easy to get a waiver from the yes. NCAA at this point, if he really wanted to play, I think that, you know, I mean, if he got enough help and push behind him, it shouldn't be a problem to get him on the field. And, and I think that's really what it's about for him right now. And, and I hope he does get a chance to play because um, he's a great guy. He's yes, a really he good dude. And, and, mm-hmm. and he deserves a chance at least to, to, to get out there and play for an extended amount of time. I agree with you. And, again, you know, you never know. I mean, again, uh, get an opportunity yep, yep, to go play somewhere yep. and, you know, again, get a chance in the draft. Who knows what can happen yep. then. I only got a few minutes left. I actually got three minutes left. Uh, okay. Most impressive players you saw out there, uh, if you could do it in two, it would be great. Uh, yep. Uh, look, Mason Smith, the big defensive lineman, um, is he is so athletic, so big, and going to be hell to block. That whole defensive line, E, that's why I think LSU can be in every game this year is because of their front seven, in particular that front four. I mean, Allie Gay, B.J. Ojolari, Jaqueline Roy, and Mason Smith are four of the toughest matchups in the country. And if you single up Mason Smith, good luck, right? I mean, like, just good luck. And then from the offensive standpoint, I, look, today I would say Jaden Daniels. He, he was impressive. I, I think that, you know, he, he, he sees the opportunity and he was throwing the ball with some zip and some accuracy out there. But they got a lot of players out there, man. Kayshawn looks great. Brian Thomas looks great. You know, a couple of defensive backs look really good that are stepping in, that transferred in. So uh, a lot of names popping early on here in camp. Jody, always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for your time. Congratulations. The show is continuing to blow up each and every day. Tell the folks about it, how they can find out, find you on, on, um, on the World Wide Web, on digital, on your digital platforms, and how folks can follow you on social media. Appreciate that, E. Thanks for always having me on, man, and giving me an opportunity to publish what we got going on on YouTube. Jordy Collada Show, you can find us there. Easy to find us on social media. Just search at Collada Show. Uh, and uh, look, man, I know that the, the, the weather's been getting crazy in South Louisiana. If you went up to the date weather reports, wafb.com forward slash Jordy for all of our content. But uh, one of the biggest and best news providers in our state with our friends over at WAFB, if you want to find out what's going on. Beautiful. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it each and every week. Look forward to checking in with you again next week. Have a great week, and uh, congratulations once again. Thank you. Talk to you soon, man. You got it, bud. That's uh, Jordy Collada. I mean, I'm telling you, every single week just blowing up, blowing up, and you got to check him out. Uh, very entertaining, great guest, and just great insight as well. All right, uh, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, now's the time. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the dog days of, um, uh, of summer, and, yes, we're getting close to, uh, to again, our hurricane season, right? Well, just any time the power can go out, though. Uh, at Burkhart, again, their, their, uh, their uh, uh, crew, uh, it does everything for you, uh, from planning to permits to inspections, and then that single-day install. Uh, Jason Burkhart will sit down with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator for your home or your business, uh, put you on the calendar for a single-day install, and really, again, from that point on, it's all Burkhart's. They, they take care of everything for you. Uh, you get a chance to finance that over time with low monthly notes. A new install quality check after one month is what they do for everything they install for you. And then there's 24-7, 365 emergency service on that generator. When you need help, Burkhardt is there, and they're there quick for you. Uh, generator sales and service, looking for the best? It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun 
Canada Restaurant, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and, of course, Oceana Grill and the Hideout Bar all are open late, all are open seven days a week. Oceana's got you covered with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and the rest of the restaurants, lunch and dinner. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at one locally owned and operated restaurants. Uh, again, all, again, part of the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Dealing with an outdated printer that just can't keep up with you? Visit Staples and upgrade to a new HP Envy Inspire with HP Plus, HP's best home printer. And it comes with six months of free ink. It prints everything you need, from homework and work documents to incredible photos and more with amazing quality. Right now, save $70 on the HP Envy Inspire 7955E, available at Staples. Offer valid through August 27th. See staples.com slash HP Plus for details. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. 
Want to save lives locally and support Ukraine? Just donate blood this month. Giving with the Blood Center ensures your blood goes to help the patients in our community. And if you ask for your donation to support Ukraine, the Blood Center will make a financial gift to relief efforts. Visit thebloodcenter.org for more details and schedule your donation today or call 886-BLOOD to learn how your business, civic, or religious organization can host a blood drive. That's 886-BLOOD or thebloodcenter.org. This is how life All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. I don't care where you live. If you're looking for a place you can trust for your vehicle, you trust Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. And let me tell you, you can also order those tires online. So, again, do all your homework at the tires done out, and then all you got to do is head on to Southern Tire and let's put those tires on, on your vehicle. If you're looking for a place that you can trust with your vehicle, uh, ASC certified technicians, same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, Southern Tires got you covered. Again, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory and Airline and Metairie opened Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers. Again, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right. Again, thanks to uh, Jordy Collada and Gary Smith for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two has Ross Jackson and Fletcher Mackle joining us. Why don't you stick around? My name is Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Of course, uh, we are 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Uh, four to six weekdays, bringing you home. Thanks so much for being there. It's an absolute privilege. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app. Great way to take the show with you anywhere. I mean, free download for your smartphone or tablet. And I've said it before. Um, I'm just so blessed. But so many different ways that you can listen to the show or watch the TV show. You know, again, uh, how that we've come light years in just such a short period of time in, in terms of, again, how you can access uh, your media. And uh, just, you know, we try to get on as many of those platforms as we can to make it easy for you. Um, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com for the longest of time. That was, you know, if you did something online, that was it. You know, you have the station um, uh, website. You had your own personal website. It's not, not anymore, man. I mean, there's so many ways to be able to catch our program. Uh, the Anchor app is is our home base for our um, our uh, our uh, podcast, but we're on all podcasting platforms. Uh, so again, uh, uh, if you want to find us, you'll find us. And I and, uh, hope you're enjoying the programs we're bringing to you each and every um, day. Last night, um, big big uh, show over at uh, the Treasure Chest. Ken Trahan, and of course uh, the greatest defensive player in the history of the New Orleans Saints, uh, Ricky Jackson, uh, aka City Champ. Uh, both, again, live at the Treasure Chest. And, and Ken's going to do that every week. Uh, so, again, every Wednesday night, uh, he'll have another another great great guest for you. Get out there and, uh, you know, enjoy the Treasure Chest, but also enjoy the show as well. And, uh, again, great great job by Ken and, and Ricky last night. You're right here on 101 each and every Wednesday from 7 to 8. Um, I'm sorry, from 6 to 7 uh, right here on, on 106.1 FM. Hey, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. We had Jude Young of CrestySports.com and all access here at 106.1 uh, FM on the um, on the show. I mean, we are so blessed in this town uh, with um, with some really great writers, uh, great reporters, and guys that are getting are covering sports. And Jude is one of them. I mean, I've said before, uh, he's like an encyclopedia. I mean, you cannot stump the guy. And and he's like I got a photographic memory. Um, and uh, again, we cover the Saints today: LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. Uh, all on the program. If you missed it, tonight, 6 o'clock on WLE TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Tomorrow night, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, it'll be up this evening on, on, the, on those platforms. It's already up on the WLE TV YouTube page. It'll be up on our, uh, on our website um, at, by, by the weekend's end. Uh, you know, normally it takes a couple of days for the webmaster to get that up, but it'll be there for you until uh, the checkout. We got a great uh, second hour for you. Thanks to Gary Smith and Jordy Collada for joining us in the program. We covered LSU and Tulane. Um, 
Ross Jackson is about three minutes away, and he'll be covering the Saints for us. Uh, Fletcher Mackle will talk Saints and Pelicans for us uh, at uh, at 5:35. So, uh, really, really uh, stack show, but really some really great guests today on the program. And of course, brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, I've had a great relationship with the Bader Brothers now since really since Katrina, and uh, they've been uh, again proud sponsor of this program. Uh, they've done fantastic work in this town, uh, not just employing people, but again, as I've mentioned before, uh, rescuing restaurants, uh, you know, putting them back into commerce, getting taking old buildings that have fallen down, putting those back into commerce, turning them into great restaurants, and just again, just great New Orleanians. And uh, of course, they built a they built a, a nice little restaurant group. Uh, with, again, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, the, the Mothership, the one that started it all, Oceana Grill. Uh, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They are open seven days a week. If you love breakfast, and I'll say it again, if you are a person that just enjoys breakfast, can eat breakfast any time of the day, head on over to Oceana. It starts at 8 a.m., goes all the way to 1 p.m., and I'm telling you right now, you could go crazy just on the breakfast items that they have for you. Again, the world-famous crepes. Uh, you could do a traditional breakfast with eggs, bag, grits, ba- uh, uh, you know, bacon, pancakes, hash browns, whatever you want to do. Uh, but the breakfast menu is extensive, and it's fantastic. Uh, looking for lunch or dinner? It's Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. But, again, so much more. The menu is, is again, a large menu because, again, they look, not just handling New Orleans, but a lot of folks are coming in from out of town. They're going to Oceana Grill. Some want to taste, again, the, uh, the New Orleans food. Some, some want to, again, kind of stay again with with uh, what they're used to. Uh, so, again, this, there's a dish on there that you will find for even the most finicky eater uh, over at, at Oceana Grill. And then the cocktails. Oh, then the cocktails. Can I see it again? And then the cocktails. Absolutely fantastic, okay? Some of the best mixologists in all of the city are, again, are, are, have been hired by, again, the Oceana family of restaurants. And I'm telling you, I did a, a live broadcast there for about 12 years on a Thursday. And I, and I can tell you the oohs and ahs when, when, when the drink would be coming out of uh, you know, the bar. Uh, everybody went, what's that? What's that? What's that? Because... Just, again, very, very creative and, and fantastic uh, uh, mixologist. Uh, they've got an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. This is also dog-friendly. Uh, they've got uh, not one, not two, not three, but not four, but five private rooms for your next event. Can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. And when they put on a party for you, they put on a party. And I'm telling you, uh, the, uh, the crew that puts on, uh, that, again, that handles all, all of the, um, uh, all the parties that, that, uh, at Oceana are second to none. Uh, the the the, the uh, first of all, uh, what you'll be able to choose from in terms of your cocktail list, uh, your uh, again what you're going to be looking for appetizers, maybe meal, whatever you sit down dinner, whatever you want to do, they can handle it for you there. Great music, and those private rooms are fantastic because when you finish. You're right on Bourbon Street. So you go to Bourbon Street. Maybe you go, to, maybe you go down to Frenchman Street and listen to a little music. I mean, you're right there in the heart of it all. Uh, so, again, it can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. And when they're not using it, they use it for overflow. So, so again, that you're not sitting in a long line waiting to get to Oceana. Family-friendly, but an incredible dining experience for friends or maybe that date night, someone special. Get on over to Oceana Grill. To find out more, it's Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. And Man, just a fantastic group of restaurants and a fantastic family as well, uh, the Bader Brothers, uh, giving back to our city each and every day. All right. Uh, this, this guy, this guy that's coming up next, this guy. <laughs> you want to talk, I thought about Jordy Collada blowing up. This guy is blowing up. Uh, single-handedly blew up the Internet a couple of weeks ago when he was on our, on our TV show. Uh, one point uh, was one point, uh, uh, one, was it 16, I think it was 1.6 uh, thousand views, something like that. Um, I, was, uh, uh, I was told by uh, the, uh, uh, our uh, 
I've directed today, William Hill, that it was a law. It was the highest that we've had on any program on YouTube. And we do pretty good on YouTube. It's just something we started a few years ago, and it's been growing and growing. A lot of people watch the, the show on, on live on YouTube, and Ross Jackson just blew it up. Uh, he's with Locked On, Locked On Saints. He's been doing that for like four years, just had his anniversary, uh, and he's just growing. He's part of now the CrestedCitySports.com uh, crew. He's doing a, 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 a story once a week there. And you catch him on Saints Wire as well. He's been at camp for every single second of the Saints practices. And, and of course, look, I've been keeping up with him because – uh, I'm, I've got so much work to do during the day, ready to put on the show, that I can't make it to practice. So, again, I'll, I'll tune in Ross on, on his little practice session on, his, um, on the podcast, and I'm up to date. Within 20 minutes, I'm up to date on everything that's happened. Uh, not to mention, again, keeping up with him on social media. Uh, again, uh, Ross Jackson is with us now and just doing a fantastic job uh, covering the Saints uh, here in New Orleans. Ross, welcome to the show. Hey, buddy. Glad to be here with you, man. Thanks again, as always, for uh, all of that, all, all the, the lovely and incredible support you always give, man. Glad to be here with you. Uh, Appreciate you having me back. It is well-deserved. And, I mean, again, I was, I got to say, I was surprised when, I, when, I, when we did the YouTube numbers. And I, they were high. And then, you know, again, I, was, I saw that you just uh, celebrated your fourth anniversary with, um, with Locked on Saints. Mm-hmm. And even Jude Young and I had a conversation about you today. Uh, again, everybody's taking notice, Ross. You're doing a great job. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Incredible to be a part of the family there at Crescent City Sports. So I appreciate y'all. Um, let's start off with, again, uh, your uh, what is it, uh, practice 14 today, right? Yeah, practice number 14. Wow, that came quickly. <laughs> it sure did. It sure did. Most impressive part of the practice for you today? Oh, I love the way that the defense responded today. Yesterday, the New Orleans Saints offense opened up with seven-on-sevens with Andy Dalton and five uh, back-to-back touchdown throws uh, there, and you know the defense sort of you know took exception to that and went into team drills with a bit of a team with a bit of a chip on their shoulder yesterday. But they really brought it today. This is what you want to see in training camp at this point. These units going back and forth, responding to one another. You know, it's the iron sharpens iron approach that Chris Richard, New Orleans Saints defense co-defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach, always preaches everything and you know we've heard players preach it we've heard a whole bunch of people talk about it like that is such an important part of their identity is their ability to get better by going against one another and we saw a lot of that and we saw the next step of that i'll say today and that was a big standout moment for me um the big um i guess the big stories this week have been uh first of all Jameis winston getting injured thankfully mm-hmm. again that doesn't look like it's going to be a severe injury for him uh, right. You know, it'd be interesting. My question about that is, do you think he will be available for next week for Green Bay? Because to me, next week is the most important week of preseason. The opportunity to go head-to-head against a team like Green Bay in practice controlled. Uh, you know, we heard Drew Brees talk about it for years and years and years about how great that work was when he got a chance to go against another team. Uh, you're going to be in Wisconsin. It's not going to be the dog days of summer here in New Orleans. And, right. and then, of course, the opportunity to be able to play them in a preseason game. So I think next week is, is huge for, for anybody trying to make the team, but also for the vets. Uh, do you think he'll be available for that? My, that, that? That's my anticipation at this point. Now, you know, Dennis Allen is you know, understandably like not going to commit information at all about that, you know, this early or anything. But my expectation would be that if he's going to be back sooner rather than later, that those joint practices against the Packers will be the point that that makes the most sense. I mean, he, like you mentioned, he gets an opportunity there effectively to have two days worth of kind of mini preseason games, you know, uh, 
for lack of a better phrase. And I, I figured that that goes a long way for, you know, James Winston, who's wanting to see what it's like to get in and out of the huddle, going up against a different defense and reading a defense that he's not accustomed to seeing, does things just a little bit differently and maybe you know has versatility in places that the Saints don't necessarily uh, invest in or lacks versatility in some of the places New Orleans Saints have invested in. There's just so many of those key differences across you know 32 teams, 32 defenses, and therefore 32 different ways to play the game. And so Jameis getting the opportunity to really get to see that develop in front of him over the course of those two practices and then go and potentially take snaps in the second preseason game, I think would be a good opportunity for him. Uh, so if he's going to be back sooner rather than later, that would certainly be the ideal timeline that I think that the team and even Jameis, I imagine, who's kind of the ultimate competitor, mm-hmm. would love to be able to uh, follow suit with. Yeah, i, I got to believe he wants to get on the field. With that said, Andy Dalton is impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's had a really good camp so far. And look, I mean, he's somebody that, you know, I don't necessarily think he's done anything that's going to make you say, okay, well, he should be the starter over Jameis. But with Jameis has to go out for a play to tie his shoe, you're going to be able to go out there and throw the ball with Andy Dalton. You don't have to go out there and just, you know, run, you know, run some run play up the middle just to give him time to, you know, get his helmet back on or something like that. Like it's, it, that, that makes a big difference. And I would even say that, you know, with as much rotation as New Orleans Saints utilize, on both the defensive side, the running back spot, as well as, of course, the, the pass catchers at wide receiver and tight end, the guys that are, quote-unquote, your second team, they get a lot of snaps in regular season games all throughout the season. And so having a guy like Andy Dalton, who's got 160-plus starts, uh, who has installed a new offense in each of the last six years, which is just kind of insane, Having him be the guy that kind of pioneers, gets you in and out of the huddle, that communicates, that calls protections, that makes changes, and that's executing the offense, that benefits those players that get out on the field that, you know, in some NFL franchises, you're working with a rookie in that situation, or you're working with some undrafted free agent that that, that, that got pulled in, or some player that's playing other positions in some cases. I mean, it, it's a big-time benefit for those sort of, quote-unquote, second-team or second-string guys who in the New Orleans Saints offense and defense see a lot of snaps every Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. And so having a guy like Andy Dalton on the sideline and having him right now you know, running this offense and helping this New Orleans Saints system continue to run and get installed is invaluable. I want to ask you about a, a few players that, have, that have, again, I've been hearing about. Number one is a guy that I really hadn't heard about until this last couple of weeks is Nick Martin, the guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of, um, of of good good words coming out of camp about him. What have you seen? Yeah, look, he's somebody that I think performs extremely well, and he's one of New Orleans Saints' kind of few options when it comes to center without having to change somebody's position. Remember last year. Eric McCoy got injured early on in the season, and so therefore Cesar Ruiz had to bounce over to center. So you're changing two positions. You're moving your right guard to center, and then you're pulling somebody in to fill in at right guard. So one injury impacted two different spots on your offensive line. Now you've got two guys on the team behind Eric McCoy that can play that center role as a natural fit. Forrest Lamp is one of them who has a lot of you know, who has some experience with New Orleans Saints. But now also you've got Nick Martin, who's a vet and has played that center position quite a bit throughout his career, as well as playing around at, you know, at guard and, and on the interior as well. And so That's I think what I was going to ask you. Is he cross, are they cross-training him, or is he just simply playing center right now? 
he's mostly playing center, but throughout his his career, both collegiate and and in the NFL, he has played some of that. You know, he's played guard as well. So he he spent some time there, not a lot, but you know, having him as the as, as a guy that can focus in at center, though, I think packs a lot of value for this team because it's it's kind of out of the ordinary in terms of what we've usually seen for the New Orleans Saints, right? The New Orleans Saints are usually uh, pretty loaded with depth on the outside, but not so much at center. So this mm-hmm. year, a very different approach. We, we want to talk about Penning in a moment, but uh, Landon Young, how has he looked? I heard he's getting a lot of time as well. Yeah, I really like Landon Young. He came in in relief um, of Ryan. No, excuse me. He came in in relief of uh, Teron Armstead uh, in the Philadelphia Eagles game, if I remember correctly, or maybe came in in relief of a player that had to move to a different position while while Armstead was out, and then there was maybe another injury in the offensive line. But he looked really good during that time. He gave up a couple of pressures, one hit and one hurry. He also had two penalties in the in, in the run game, or rather in the passing game. Uh, but you know, once he settled down and settled in, and he had those snaps to where like the fundamentals were clicking for him, he looked really good. That was him playing left tackle. He's a career left tackle at Kentucky, where he went up against some SEC talent, uh, which are you know elite pass rushers in in college football. And now he's getting the opportunity to go up against some pretty athletic and elite pass rushers in the New Orleans Saints practices, and he's held his own. He's mostly been focused at right guard, excuse me, right tackle over the course of this training camp. However, so he has been the primary backup to Ryan Ramchek, who's still in mm-hmm. kind of what um, what Dennis Allen, New Orleans Saints head coach, referred to as an up and off ramp up. So he he gets up there every now and then, and then they'll give him some time off. And so now you have uh, Landon Young, who has been solid, really, really solid, playing that right tackle spot. Usually, if you see any pressure coming off of the edge, it's usually coming from the left side and will oftentimes happen with second and third team as opposed to uh, with, with the starters, but you see it with the starters every now and then don't see a lot of pressure coming over from that right side, from that right side. Uh, Landon Young is, is, is holding it down really well. And one of the reasons I'm asking about a lot of these guys, we're going to see a lot of these guys on Saturday against right. Houston. Uh, those guys are going to get a lot of playing time. Trevor Penning's going to get some playing time as well. We want to see again how these guys are going to perform because we pretty much know what the front line of the uh, of the Saints as far as their offensive line is going to be. But they're going to have to get some guys based on again the injuries we've seen over the last few years uh, that he either can cross train or again can play the can play whatever position again that they're going to be asked to play mm-hmm. if there's an injury. Yep, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and this is really the time that you get to learn about those guys because you know look. Practices in the NFL, even when they're padded, they're not full contact. They're not necessarily live in terms of tackling and, and really, you know, getting, getting into the mix in the middle and things like that. And so, uh, you know, these preseason games are a real opportunity to see what those players look like in those situations. Can your running backs hold on to the ball? Can your linebackers tackle? Can your defensive linemen shake loose from offensive linemen? Can your offensive linemen lock up in the middle and stalemate a, uh, an interior pass rusher? Mm-hmm. These are the things that you get to learn over the course of preseason at game speed and in game situations, including situational moments in terms of you know third and goals, third and shorts, fourth and shorts, uh, hurry up situations, uh, you know things like that. Um, that put or red zone situations that you really get an opportunity to fully evaluate in these preseason games that you don't necessarily get the full reps to look at with the CBA and with contact being limited as it is across the NFL and training camps. You don't get that necessarily in training camps. So getting those preseason games really helps you get that, get a look at those players. Running back will be another place we'll see a lot, a lot of the young guys. I don't want to anticipate, anticipate Ingram or, or Kamara playing. So Washington mm-hmm. Jones or Zigbo Smith, what, what, are, what, are your, what are your thoughts on those guys going to Houston? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Ozigbo has been the most consistent standout for me so far throughout. He's, of course, come in as an undrafted free agent years ago, coming out of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, he you know, went on to play with the Jacksonville Jaguars and then came back to New Orleans Saints, caught some passes against the Seattle Seahawks last year. So he's familiar with the system. They like him. Uh, he's been around. He's, he's done a lot. And uh, I think one of the things you're seeing from him this year, and really you're seeing from him, Washington, Jones, and Smith, are their ability to run routes. Uh, either out of the backfield or even get put out wide and run routes as well from the slot or out wide and things like that. So that's something that's kind of unique to what we've seen from those you know uh, deeper on the depth chart running backs. And so all four of those guys have shown a penchant to be able to do that. So that, I think that's a really important piece that is maybe being added to uh, the evaluation process for those young running backs. Uh, Abram Smith had a really, really nice day today, a couple of rushing touchdowns and red zone drills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwayne Washington talked all about his confidence going in to uh, camp this year. His, he, uh, he spent a little bit more time over the offseason preparing as a running back as opposed to focusing in on a special teams role. And uh, even Tony Jones Jr., you know, he had a couple of drops early on in camp. There were some moments where you know, things didn't look great, but he's looked really, really good. How's the 60-yard screen? in practice just yesterday. So I think that those are the, the guys that are going to get a lot of attention over the course of uh, the, these preseason games. And, you know, it all starts in Houston, but I don't think that they're going to be uh, pushing to make any decisions around that. They're going to want to see those guys for as many games in the preseason as possible. Ross Jackson with us for a few more minutes, Locked On Saints podcast. Ross, so let's talk defense. Let's talk linebacker. Look, you know, I've been on, on, on that Quan Alexander train forever. Uh, it just seems like it was really a bad move on the part of the organization to not move forward, at least bring him in uh, to compete. Uh, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you've had uh, just a, a parade of ex-Saints come through the door mm-hmm. and trying to fulfill that linebacker position now that, uh, you know, you've got, you got an injury with Pete Werner. Um, obviously, Pete Werner, once he's healthy, it's going to be fine. But um, what are your thoughts on that position, and, and where are they going to go from here? Yeah, look, I, I think that, you know, the, the Quan Alexander thing made sense to me for a little while when we were talking just about depth, but now that you're dealing with an injury to one of your starters, this is the moment where you really wish you had Quan Alexander in the building, for sure. Uh, I don't know if maybe there was, you know, a situation to where Quan, you know, really wanted to start somewhere, didn't see that as potential in New Orleans, or if there was indeed no contact, I'm not sure. But in any case, the Saints are where they are right now at linebacker. And so you know their starters, Demario Davis, Pete Werner once he's healthy, and then Caden Ellis, who I think has really taken a strong hold of that strong side linebacker spot. But the depth behind them is going to be the tough part. Now, there are players that are there when it comes to guys like you know Eric Wilson, who I think has had a really strong camp so far. Uh, Zach Bond, of course, has some experience, has a lot of experience with the system since he was drafted years ago. He's been dealing with an injury recently, but we saw him back in the building doing some side work today. Uh, but I think another player that, you know, is somebody that has been in line feels like a couple of times over the past few years, but, you know, has either had an injury or they're just the numbers didn't shake out or whatever, is Andrew Dowell. So I think those three guys are probably the guys that are at the top of your list in terms of the players that can be the, the depth players behind uh, Davis Ellis. As well as uh, as well as Werner once he's healthy, but you know watch out for a guy like Chase Hansen who's gotten some opportunities in this defense and has made some plays over the course of the past couple of days. Uh, but you know it wouldn't surprise me if they maybe go and try to find another veteran 
to get back there as well because you've got guys like Isaiah Pryor as well as uh, Nephi Sewell who you know are brand new to the NFL. And so it wouldn't surprise me to see them maybe go and look at another veteran. They've worked some out, so maybe one of the guys they've already had in the building here recently. But certainly, you know, health is really what you want first and foremost for Pete Werner, DeMario Davis, and Caden Ellis, your kind of bona fide starters at this point going into the season. I'm interested to see again Dennis Allen as a head coach against Houston and again how they uh, how they treat next week's again, which I think is the biggest week of preseason going against the Green Bay Packers. As we close with you, your thoughts. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, we get to learn a lot about Dennis Allen over this time. There will be some things that, you know, maybe you do in a preseason game that you wouldn't do in a regular season game just for the sake of getting an evaluation on how this, how this, you know, unit or this quarterback handles a two minute drill or a hurry up situation or something like that. It's where maybe you pass on a punt or you pass on a field goal to get an opportunity to see what the quarterback can do. So some of those things in terms of decision-making and risk-taking, we're going to have to wait until the regular season to see. But I am really interested to see, you know, just from the vanilla side of what you're going to see on the, in, the, in these preseason games, how is Pete Carmichael as a play caller with this unit? You know, how is Dennis Allen still as a uh, defensive coordinator? We know that he's been a, you know, a genius and a bit of an innovator over there. Is there anything new? Is there, is there anything new that we're starting to see? Now we're going to get a pretty, you know, pretty base look at stuff on Saturday, but even still getting an early look at it so that we can kind of see what the tendencies are that get broken later on in the preseason. As we see the system evolve, you get a good starting place on Saturday. No doubt. Always a pleasure having you on the program, my friend. Once again, tell folks how they can follow you on social media and how they can check you out online and, of course, everything you're involved in. Always glad to be here with you, buddy. You call, I'm here. You know I got you. You can always find everything that I'm doing, uh, particularly the podcast, Locked on Saints, every Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Uh, you can, of course, keep up with all the written work over at CrescentCitySports.com, at CCS Daily on Twitter, and at SaintsWire.USAToday.com. And, of course, you can find all of it together on my Twitter page, at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. Thank you, my friend. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll check in with you next week. Absolute pleasure, buddy. Stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. All right, that's Ross Jackson. Again, Locked on Saints podcast and so much more. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating in the market for a new system. Hey, don't sign that contract with Burkhardt and with anybody else until you at least have Burkhardt come in and give you a price. That's all I'm asking for. Come in and, again, find, let them come in and find out. Uh, you'll find out, again, everything you need to know about Burkhardt. Uh, they're going to press you. They're going to sit down with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of new air conditioning system, uh, and then they'll give you, they'll give you uh, um, different systems that, again, that, that uh, you can look through. And, and, again, they'll make a recommendation to you if you'd like. Uh, but again, then comes the service afterwards. Uh, again, a crew that all they do is install air conditioning systems. The service after the sale is impeccable. 15 trucks in the field, 30 minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bob Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back with Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Dell Technologies. Dell Technologies provides growing businesses with tools to do incredible things because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. 
Delays remain heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway with delays solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also in the meantime, look out for delays along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays 10 eastbound from Williams to Power, and delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are going to be solid from Orleans to Canal. Also look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. And delays are solid on the 610 on the eastbound side from just past Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for accidents, Poland Avenue at North Villery, also St. Rock at St. Claude. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino is now open. Now you have access to one of the best sports betting experiences around. Combining the excellence and experience of FanDuel with our signature Boyd Gaming hospitality. Place your bets and get back before kickoff. Or stick around with all your friends and enjoy the sports action right here. That's FanDuel Sportsbook at Treasure Chess Casino. Just off I-10 and Ketter on the banks of Lake Pontchartrain. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, including Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, 
three floors of, again, what is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, an incredible dining experience, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, and, of course, magnificent cocktails. Folks, I'm telling you right now, you've never experienced, uh, again, Bourbon Street like you experienced at Mambo's. Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. That's right. It's not only a rooftop bar, a Bourbon Street balcony for you, an authentic French Quarter courtyard for you, beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street for you. I mean, it's, it, it really is the whole gamut when you talk about wanting to dine on Bourbon Street. Fantastic cocktails made by some of the best mixologists in New Orleans and a menu, again, that's got you covered no matter what you want. New Orleans food, great Cajun Creole food, uh, traditional fare, you name it, they've got it. Perfect night out for, for uh, uh, night out with friends, family, maybe a romantic, a romantic getaway. Maybe, again, you're, you're just getting together where, again, they're trying to close that business deal. Mambo's is the place. They're open seven days a week. Right next door is the hideout bar where you got live music, again, uh, uh, in a 300-year-old building, in a courtyard setting. Also food as well, fantastic cocktails. You can really make it a night in, in, at 411 and 413 Bourbon Street, uh, again, with Mambo's and the hideout bar. Open seven days a week for you. MamboNola.com is the website. Make your next, next New Orleans memory at Mambo's and the hideout bar, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, I want to thank Ross Jackson for joining us for the program. Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports now is our guest. Fletch, how you doing? I am doing well, Eric. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you, my friend. First of all, uh, again, I know we're in football season, but you know you and I, we love the NBA. Uh, I want to start with you talking a little bit about the Pels, that uh, nasty rumor of uh, of Kevin Durant to, to the New Orleans Pelicans seems to crop up again. Um, I, again, I've said before, I, I don't think it's happening, nor do I want it to happen. Uh, I don't think that David Griffin is going to give up on, on uh, Brandon Ingram to bring him here. But again, just for you, you, you got the trade machine going just for I'd love to get your thoughts on. Do you think something like that will happen? And would you like to see it happen if, if, if it is possible? So that's a very layered question, I will say that, Eric. Um, yes. And I could probably chew on that question the entire segment, but I'll try to do it as quick as possible. Um, I don't think it's going to happen because I have been told from league sources that the Pelicans are not trading Brandon Ingram. They can't trade Zion Williamson, nor would they, um, because he just signed a brand-new contract, and they are not trading Brandon Ingram. They want to see what this team looks like, and they should want to see what this team looks like. C.J. McCollum got here in February. Zion Williamson missed the whole year. They want to see what this team looks like a full season. Willie Green and his staff coaching Brandon Ingram, Zion, C.J., Jonas, all the young players they have. They really want to see that, and I think that that's excellent. Now, that being said, Kevin Durant, everyone should want in New Orleans. The, the fact that people say they want nothing to do with Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. those people have lost their minds. This is, if you don't think Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA, he's one of the three best with Giannis Adentacumpo and, and Nikola Jokic. He's, Agreed. He's otherworldly, okay? So getting Kevin Durant on your team is a no-brainer. There are 29 other teams in the league that want Kevin Durant. The thing that the Pelicans won't do is they're not going to gut a team that they've never seen play to get Kevin Durant, who's 34 and who may demand another trade next year. So Brandon Ingram is off the table. Now, that being said, if the Pelicans could keep C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas in one of their young players, be it Herb, Trey, Jose, I would put everything else on the table and say – is there a three-team deal out there? Because that's what it would have to be. If Brandon Ingram's not going to Brooklyn, it would have to be. You'd have to loop in a team like Utah or some 
third team we're not talking about that could send an all-star player to Brooklyn. So if, if the Pelicans could find a way, and that's why I think you still hear New Orleans' name pop up, because right now no team in the NBA has put its best chip on the table or its best trade chip on the table because, again, while Kevin Durant is, is again, he, I think he's the best player in the NBA. And if you want to argue with me, fine. I'll, I'll say he's second or third. And, and, but he's a great player. He's one of the 15 greatest players in the history of the game. If you can get him, you get him on your team. And, you know, to me, if New Orleans could run out uh, a starting and finishing lineup that was C.J., B.I., Zion, and Kevin Durant, I don't care who else plays with them. There's nobody else that has a four that good to start or finish games, and that may include Golden State or Boston or anybody else. So will it happen? No, it won't happen. Could it happen? I mean, should it happen? I would like to see it happen if all it costs New Orleans is, and people say, oh, don't give up Herb Jones. I don't care if Herb Jones wins five Defensive Player of the Year awards. He's still my Kevin Durant. Durant, I don't care if if Trey Murphy, you know, wins, you know, becomes the best three-point shooter in the league, I'll drive him to the airport for Kevin Durant. So to (laughs) me, if, if it doesn't mean, if it doesn't mean giving up Ingram, Zion, CJ, uh, again, and you can get Kevin Durant for picks or young players, well, then I would do it in a heartbeat. And I would part ways with Herb Jones, Jose, Trey Murphy, and any Devontae, Jonas, anybody besides your big three, I would sure. say they should do it. And, and, and it but again, it, pro, it can't happen one for one because the Pelicans aren't trading Brandon Ingram. And trying to find a, a three-team mega deal like that is hard. And that's why this Durant situation has gone on for almost two months now because Brooklyn's not giving him away and other teams have a big problem of putting their best chip on the table. Uh, and, and so, again, it's just something that is, is, is not realistic right now. Well, and, and a lot of it is, again, created by Durant. I mean, again, he goes to Brooklyn. He pretty much dictates, he, and again, he wants Kyrie Irving. Uh, he dictates who he wants as a head coach. He dictates who he wants as assistant coaches. He dictates who he wants as, again, trainer. I mean, you know, he pretty much they gave him everything he wanted, and then, what, a year or so later, he's, he wants out now. And, and, and then he gives the, the organization ultimatum. It's me, or, again, it's, it's, the, it's the GM and, and the coach. And, you know, again, a lot of, I guess, a lot of places are kind of maybe standoffish about that. He seems to be a long way from the Kevin Durant of Oklahoma City. Well, let me say this. From, from a certain aspect, yes, making demands. He's not a long way from the Kevin Durant of Oklahoma City as a player. I mean, this is still a guy. No, when you go look agreed. at his numbers this year, he's still an elite player. And I get it. He's 34 years old. At some point, the skills are going to go away. But he still, to me, has two more elite you know, all-star caliber years left in him. But you're right. I mean, look, he just came out yesterday and demanded that the head coach and the general manager be fired if he's going to stay. Look, even in an era of player empowerment in the NBA, this is kind of off-the-rails cuckoo, if you will, because the owner is not going to just say, you know what, the player wants a new coach and a new GM, fire these people. I don't care what player you are. LeBron can't get stuff like that done. I remember when LeBron was in Miami and he hinted at wanting Spolstra fired, and Pat Riley kind of put him in his place and said, you'll go before Spolstra goes. So again, these demands are crazy, and that makes it harder to trade Kevin Durant because if you look at a team like the Pelicans, would Kevin Durant be amazing with Brandon Ingram and Zion and CJ, yes. But what happens if you give up all your draft picks and all your young players, and a year from now he says, you know what, New Orleans, I don't want to be here either. I demand a trade. So again, that's that's reason for caution as well. So 
again, I said your question was layered because will it happen? No. New Orleans has built up a, a really nice roster with a lot of good young players and a lot of quality veterans, and, and they're an intriguing group to wait and see. But again, you are still talking about a talent in Kevin Durant that sure. if you can get him for the right price, at the right price, it's worth the risk. But the right price does not include Brandon Ingram. It can't include Zion Williamson. Right. It won't include CJ. But if, if, it, if it meant some young players and in draft picks and you could get a deal done to bring him to New Orleans, then, yes, the, the risk is worth it at a certain point. Shift gears to the Saints. You've been on a camp. You've seen the guys practice, getting ready for, again, Houston. And then, to, uh, as I've been saying, uh, really the whole week, next week's the biggest week of, of, of again, the, the preseason with going up to Green Bay, two practices against them on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and then, of course, uh, playing them all, all, over the weekend uh, in a preseason game. What, what, is, what has impressed you the most about camp thus far? And then maybe we'll get into some individual players. Yeah, I mean, look, the one thing that I've been – you know, most intrigued by is how good the defense has looked. I mean, you know, this is the most depth that I can remember in the secondary, and I've been covering the team 20 years. I mean, when you look at the the corners, and again, look, they're practicing against each other, but on paper, in in practice, you know, this defense, I I understand the linebackers are a little bit thin because Pete Warner's hurt, and that's a concern, and Demario Davis obviously is elite, but after after that, they're a little bit thin. But, I mean, up front on the defensive line, and especially in the secondary. I mean, the cornerbacks have been the talk of training camp. Uh, you know, Paulson Adebo was the star of the first two weeks. Even a guy like Bradley Roby is having an unbelievable camp. I look at, I look at the two starters who are Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson Adebo and say that I think Bradley Roby could probably start for 20 of 32 teams in the NFL, and Bradley Roby is a backup on this team. You look at the safety position, and you say you've got Tyron Matthew, who's a three-time All-Pro player. You've got Marcus May, who everyone is just raving about who's an accomplished player on paper who doesn't look much different than, than Marcus Williams. If anything, he's probably got more versatility and may be a better tackler. And then you start adding in guys like P.J. Williams and Alante Taylor. I mean, I don't ever remember this much depth in this quality depth in the secondary on this team. So that's been something that has been really intriguing to me. The one thing that I want to see and make sure of is that Jameis, Jameis practices next week. Obviously, they said it, it's a minor foot injury. It's nothing serious. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to be back next week to convince us of that, to make sure that he's not, uh, there's nothing wrong with him, that he is absolutely positively okay. If he doesn't practice next week against Green Bay, I think red flags will, will rise and people mm-hmm. will say, whoa, 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 I thought this was just a minor injury. Because to me, I look at these joint practices now. I remember when the Saints went to Costa Mesa for practices against the Chargers in 17, 18, and 19. Those workouts were more important than the preseason games. So I really think Jameis, those workouts are important for him next week to have the joint practices against the Packers. So that would be one thing I'll be watching closely is, will he be back from this quote-unquote tweaked foot injury? Mm -hmm. Uh, And look, let's face it, Andy Dalton's look really good, really good in practice. He's looked, and look, Dennis Allen said it yesterday when he was asked, is, is this the reason why you went and got uh, Andy Dalton? And, and Dennis Allen quickly said, absolutely. Like, we, we wanted a guy that we feel like could step right in if anything happens. And, and that just wasn't the situation last year. I mean, look, last year, I think they felt like they had a competition, a good competition, between Jameis and Taysom. Jameis won the job, but it was close. And then when Jameis got hurt, 
Taysom was out with a concussion. So you've got to play Trevor Simeon, who was, with all due respect to him, on the scrap heap the year before and was life or death to make the team and even stay in the league. And next thing you know, he's starting games, and he went 0-4 as a starter. I think New Orleans looks at their team and says, we are so deep and so good. If Jameis is our guy, but if anything happens to him, we can't have a situation like last year where we're putting the guy out there and we're going 0-4 and don't have a chance. We need Andy Dalton. And, I mean, think about this. If Trevor Simeon would have just gone 2-2 two and two in those games, the Saints mm-hmm. were in the playoffs instead of 0-4. Yeah. So, uh, again, yeah, Andy Dalton has – Andy Dalton didn't look quite as good today as he did yesterday. Um, yesterday he was magnificent. I mean, the offense in the red zone was unbelievable in 7-on-7. Seven seven. Um, the defense rose up a little bit more today, but he has looked good. I mean, but here's the thing. Andy Dalton's a guy who was a three-time Pro Bowl player in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. the last two years as a backup, he started a lot of games when Dak Prescott went down. And last year when Justin Fields wasn't ready, he started mm-hmm. a lot of games for the Bears in one game. Like, this isn't a guy who last year went 0-7 as a starter. So he's a guy who is more than capable of, of stepping up and operating this offense. And this offense plays to his strengths. I mean, look, quick decisions, quick throws, get the ball to your playmakers. If, if he can operate this offense like Breeze did at the end of his career when he couldn't get the ball down the field, that's probably good enough to win some games if, if Jameis is, is hurt or can't go. Yeah, I'm with you. The thing I like about this team, it looks like there's really some good quality depth, uh, again, everywhere, really, except for the linebacker position right now. Uh, well, the, the jury's out on the offensive line, but we'll see how that plays out. Now, once again, we start we start seeing them in preseason games. But, again, especially if you're having to go, what, the first 14 games with, without a bye, you're going to have to have good depth. Yeah, I mean, look, it, I mean, we talked about quality depth. You know, last year at this time, everybody loved – the, the great story of all the receivers are undrafted guys. How cool is that, that all these guys have beat the odds, that it's, it's Marquez Calloway and Chris Hogan, little Jordan Humphrey and Deontay Hardy. And except when you have to play against elite secondaries, it wasn't quite as fun of a story because they just couldn't execute at a high level. Now you've got Michael Thomas, who's an offensive player of the year in 2019, Jarvis Landry, who's one of the most successful receivers in the NFL, in recent history, and a first-round a first round draft pick in Chris Olave. You're talking about a guy like Marquez Callaway, who was your number one receiver last year. He may be inactive on game days. Like, he's making the team, but there's a chance they could keep – if they keep five receivers up, we know, and dressed out on, on game day, we, let's say they keep six on the roster and five up, there's a chance that the five up could be Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, Deontay Hardy, and Traquan Smith. And the guy who was your number one isn't even good enough to dress out on game day. I think that says a lot about the depth you have. And, and even at the tight end position, it's a little bit unknown depth. I think Adam Troutman's had a really good camp, and he's the starter. But Nick Vanette's had some, some good practices this week. Jawan Johnson is still here. Taysom is back in a full-time tight end role. I mean, you start looking at that position, and you say, okay, even if it's a little bit unknown, we still have mm-hmm. some solid depth that we like there. And so you're right. I think everywhere you look, there's a, a lot of depth on this team. And, and look, that's one of the reasons why last year I think they were able to sustain and finish yes. nine and eight, even dealing with all the injuries that they had, is because guys like James Hurst. Look, James Hurst last year started, I think, eight games for Teron Armstead at left tackle, and then he started seven more for. 
Ryan Ramchak at right tackle. I mean, that's a quality NFL starter slash backup, and he may be in the same role this year. So, yeah, I do think besides linebacker, this team has a lot of quality depth. No doubt about it. Fletch, always appreciate the time, my friend. At Fletcher, WDSU on, on Twitter. Uh, look forward to having you back on the show very soon, partner. All right, Eric. I appreciate it. There you go. That's Fletcher Mackle. I'm Eric Asher. Don't forget, again, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. And, of course, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. Just remember, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, after hours of service available. And, of course, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call where they come to your home. Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Group. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10 better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in Mentory by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Get ready for Luke Bryan. Live. Raised Up Right Tour. Saturday, August 27th. Smoothie King Center. Luke Bryan with special guests Riley Green, Mitchell Tenpenny, and DJ Rock. Tickets are on sale now. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Luke Bryan, Raised Up Right Tour.
Want to save lives locally and support Ukraine? Just donate blood this month. Giving with the Blood Center ensures your blood goes to help the patients in our community. And if you ask for your donation to support Ukraine, the Blood Center will make a financial gift to relief efforts. Visit thebloodcenter.org for more details and schedule your donation today or call 886-BLOOD to learn how your business, civic, or religious organization can host a blood drive. That's 886-BLOOD or thebloodcenter.org. This is how life Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 all right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Older Wallens Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, being our title sponsor on a Thursday. All the sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slash of the sponsors sponsor our program. Very much appreciate each and every one of those sponsors. And please, again, continue to support those sponsors. Thank you for doing so. I want to thank Jordy Collada. Also, again, um, um, uh, Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, Fletcher Mack will be joining us for the program. Coming up next, it is um, uh, the uh, Bottom Line Sports Hour with uh, Michael Green and Ken Trahan. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Uh, on TV, Jude Young joins me in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports at 6 o'clock on WLA TV. See you tomorrow at 4 o'clock for the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. Have a wonderful evening. My name is Eric Gannister. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the man. They all got to go.